Welcome back to season six of Plaid Skirts and Basic Boys. Wait, wait, no, wait, no. wait, wait. Did you start without me? No. You know, fine, just go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to season premiere of Plaid Skirts and Basic Flag, the Black Catholic podcast where the only country song we know is Rawhide, but we love to sing the rest anyway. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I love all the country songs, you host stealer. <laughs> I'm your favorite co-host, Shannon, and I'm joined today by my taciturn co-host, Marcia, who may or may not be eating a whole chicken right now. It's real good. It's real good. But where's my Wonder Bread? <laughs> I'll go back and get it for you. So today we are talking about one of the top 100 movies of all time as ranked by the Vatican, you may have heard of it, where the Pope lives. Where the Pope lives, everybody. <laughs> the Vatican. The classic 1980 film based off the Saturday Night Live sketch, The Blues Brothers. Which is the first sketch to movie. Just saying, unless you were going to say that earlier. Mm-hmm. Later. No, it's not. <laughs> well, See, there you go. It's no, the very first SNL sketch made movie. And you know what? Probably none has been better than this one since. I, so. <laughs> We did cover Superstar, though. It's true. Still we did. Not Still good. not as good. Still not as good. <laughs> Wayne's World. That was a great Maybe one. Maybe Wayne's that World. That was a great one. I mean, there's not much that can top the Blue, blue Rhapsody Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> right, Rhapsody in our, Blue. Yes. <laughs> that would have been a different scene. Rhapsody in Blue. I'm just saying, the Blues Brothers, me, two really good 40-year-old things. Yeah. Right here in this room. Fantastic. <laughs> that were made in Chicago. Amazing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Even though technically I was born in 1979, it was filmed in the summer of 79. So technically I was <laughs> made in Chicago before the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why you've taken over hosting duties. <laughs> just this one time. Just this one time. We'll see. <laughs> so you may notice there's not a Skype delay. No, because we are in the same room, and which is a wonderful thing. To it be is in. a wonderful thing. We are socially distant, mm-hmm. just so you guys know. This is the socially distant premiere of <laughs> season, six. season six. Socially distant season six. <laughs> which sums up most of our episodes this that we're coming at you with. Season five. Very far away. Season five was all socially distant. Yep. This is our first time seeing each other in nine months. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. isn't that crazy? Like, we, yep. saw, we saw each other. The last time January. we saw each other was January 1st, 2020, because I was babysitting your kids for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <great> trash. <laughs> and then on September 2nd, 2020, I showed up at your house. <laughs> Much to your husband's amazement. We could have had a baby by now. You, you could have had a baby. I could have had another godchild by yeah, now. No, not happening. <laughs> wait, Unless wait, not happening that you're having a baby or not happening that I would be the godmother because I'm going to be the baby's godmother. <laughs> no god. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's too late to take Megan back, but she knows better now. <laughs> funny okay so before we get started it is time for the very first weather check of the season <laughs> so marzia how you doing girl what's the weather like in your neck of the woods? oh my gosh so the weather is do you know how on like a really hot summer day 
is just the sun's beaten down. It's been beaten down for a while and everyone's outside. I feel like Midwesterners say it all the time. I feel like Midwesterners have all the weather saints. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> because we have all the weather. We have all the weather. We have every weather. Except so, maybe like hurricanes, but that one came through. Well, we got we got the little tip of you're right. poor Hurricane Laura or whatever. <laughs> and my nickname actually is Hurricane mm, with uh, Destiny. Shout out to Destiny of New Way Feminist. Who, mm-hmm. That's my nickname. So I'm just saying it. <laughs> But we have a scene where it's like, man, it needs to rain to break up this heat. And like, I feel like we all say it when it's just mm-hmm. too hot. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's my weather. My weather is the rain that broke up the heat. So my boys are back. Yay, Yay. my boys are back. Um, I'm so excited because I have missed them. And I know they think I'm so strict and so awful sometimes. Whatever they're going to deal with it, they love me. And last year, we didn't talk about this much on the podcast because... I love my kids and my kids are great and they're fine. But we had a rough year. Shannon, you know, we had a rough school year last year. With the beginning of the school year, there were some issues and then they went into March and then everyone went home for the pandemic and mm-hmm. we kind of got a cool down. And during the pandemic, I did some reflection and realizing like, you guys know I had my friend Amanda died and I also had a hysterectomy. So it was like within eight weeks, I lost a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like legit yeah. within eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a lot of grieving. It was do. a lot of grieving mm-hmm. to do in eight weeks. And I took eight weeks off work. I should not have gone back to work as soon as I did. Because physically I was fine, but mentally I wasn't. And I've done some reflection and realizing, like, even though they were frustrated with me and I was frustrated with them sometimes, and um, the amount of care that I could have given them, I give top-notch care. I will just say that sure. all, day, all day long. Like, I will fight for my kids and they know it, even though they drive me crazy sometimes. But I was still hurting. And mm-hmm. I was still grieving and things were not okay. And we actually, in a very organic moment, we actually got to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So they all came back the school year and there was some tension, not with me. Like it felt to them and someone kind of mentioned, like it feels like when we all first, when I first came, we all first moved in the home together. And they go, this feels like old times. And I go, well, yeah. And they go, no, it feels like, like old times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, right before my life fell apart and I tried to hold together and mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys didn't know what was going on. And so one of the things about my job is even though we're a family, we have therapeutic boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to keep those therapeutic boundaries so I can do my job well, so I'm not getting like overly crazy attached to the kids. Mm-hmm. And like a year and a half ago, it wouldn't have been appropriate mm-hmm. for me to share all the things that I was struggling with because mm-hmm. they're not there for me to lean on, mm-hmm. right? And it was a year and a half ago, it was up to me and my therapist and my work husband who is now divorced from me but whatever shout out to my work husband um you know things like that like because he was there for me and he was my support in the home and he Mm -hmm. knew what was going on but the kids never did and so we got to have a really real conversation over dinner last night about what last year was and what last year meant and uh I got to be real with them because I can't talk to them about things I'm going through while I'm going through them but after they've passed I can share some things and that's what it was so the four of us the five of us sat down and I kind of shared you know how I was struggling with Amanda passing away and then two months later like less than two months later I had some pretty traumatic health issues and we and they didn't realize they just knew I was in pain I had to have surgery I went on medical leave and I go no it was pretty traumatic and I talked to them about what was going on and and they have always asked me very upfront questions because they know I will answer and they're like, so what happened? And I had to like not give them a biology lesson. I was like, the uterus is the size of a fist usually. <laughs> and then they're like, okay. They go, so what happened? What you, you know what I mean? Like, not like in like gross terms. I was like, mm-hmm. well, mine was the size of a volleyball and it was full of tumors. And they were like, 
And Whoa. Like, but I could tell them, hey, this is what I went through. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. This is why I was sick. Like, this is why I was blacked out. This is why I lost time. Mm-hmm. You know, like all these things that were crazy. And within those important boundaries mm-hmm. of my job, things like that. And so we all had to have this conversation. And there were there were tears. Like one of my boys, like he just kind of kept wiping away his tears. Oh. And he was like so sweet. And I was like, no, I don't say it for you to feel bad for me. I'm just explain to you this is what happened and they're like we're really sorry that you went through he's like and they was so funny they go why didn't you tell us you were going through that and it was <laughs> like I couldn't mm-hmm. you know like not that I didn't want it to I mean like also I didn't want to tell people mm-hmm. like I told people and it happened but like what does that look like me telling some 50 year old kid <laughs> guess what I'm gonna lose my uterus can you support me <laughs> Can you be there for me? That's weird. That's not okay. I don't need anything from them so I can share with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really difficult. You all know that. You're in ministry. You know, it's difficult to share with someone that you are working with or ministering to, something that you're still going through because you're not looking, you shouldn't be looking for support for someone who you're supporting. Like, not in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if I need support, like, hey, can you grab that pan out of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, you know, things that are within your boundaries and that you are equipped to support. Mm-hmm. Not, hey, <laughs> I'm losing my uterus, 15-year-old kid. <laughs> Deal can you, with it. <laughs> can you be there for me? No, that's weird. And, yeah. you know, and it, it's really, really important to have healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was, one, that was the point where we were like, okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And so we got to talk about it. And it re- I felt like it really just there was a shift, just like the rain in the middle of like a heat wave. Oh, so good feels so good. It feels so good. It feels so good. I feel like we're all, like, we all understand each other. So, yeah, I was really glad to be able to, like, 18 months later, be like, hey, let me share this because I've worked through it and Mm -hmm. we can talk about it and it'll help you understand a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we were. Great. So, yeah. What about you, Shannon? How's your weather? Oh, I am calling it sunny, hot, and hazy. Uh, Things are good. But it's hot. There's a lot <laughs> happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. We are still e-learning as of today mm-hmm. at our house. Next week, we go back to half attendance for most of my kids, which is going to be great. But um, since my husband works in schools, this is where the hazy comes in. Anytime any one of us shows any symptoms of COVID, and this will also probably be true when our kids are back in school so that could be like having a stuffy nose having a headache or whatever technically we are supposed to quarantine for 10 days as a family or until there's a negative test result so if you are someone who knows children and looking forward to the school year and especially the winter you know that there's going to be a fair (laughs) amount of illness in which someone might have a stuffy nose Mm -hmm. or a headache or a fever or really anything to do with that and so you know if this is going to be the way we have to do we're going to be either quarantining a lot or taking a lot of COVID tests. So just pray for us. Um, You know, we want to respect the rules and take care of people, and we understand why those are in place. But um, I have a feeling it's going to get frustrating. And I think uh, our pastor just talked this week about, um, in a homily, about, like, how this time is helping us build our patience and build our tolerance for things that aren't 
pleasant, right? I don't want to say like suffering, like we're not suffering here at the Schmidt house, but like, right. but like building a virtue in us so that we can be better people, be better Christians. So that was helpful, I think, in like reframing this because I was super like, why do I have to get this test? We all have colds and we're already over them. Um, but, you know, to just say like, this is about taking care of other people, about being in service to others and also to just be willing to be patient. Yeah, no. This is this is the way. So it's hot, it is, and it is hazy. <laughs> Too bad, baby Yoda. I need a baby Yoda here. I, right? <laughs> uh, they at your Target, Shannon. Mm-hmm. They have baby Yoda on the hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a little bottle. I got one for myself, one for my friend Didril. Shout out to Didril. And then you can have one because I got three. So okay. I should don't let me forget. Okay. <laughs> so by the time you hear this, Shannon would have had baby Yoda hand sanitizer. <laughs> Early offertory. Uh, <laughs> All right. So that's our weather. It was great. For the most part, it was pretty great, yeah. actually. It, was it, pretty it really was. Like, like, it's like, my I, feel like last, I feel like last season we were like, it's terrible. <laughs> we were quarantined the whole time last season. I was like, so, my life. Um, so let's get on to our actual topic for today. We're going to talk yeah. about Blues Brothers. Great I'm so movie. excited. Marcia, what do you love about this movie? I, I just love this movie. I love that it's in around all around Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's in and all around Chicago. Like, it is the most Chicago of the Chicago movies. It's actually an ode to the South Side, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm a North Sider. Side. So yeah. I'm a North Sider. We're a South Side family. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I, like my whole family's a South Side family, but my mom raised so, us on the North Side. Why, why did she move? Because. There's like, more parking on the South Side. There is so much more parking <laughs> on the South Side. Oh my, okay, really quick. Detour. We would go to church on the South Side, mm-hmm. right? And so, so we would drive. At church. Dri- so much parking at church. But we would drive home. It was maybe about 20, 30 mm-hmm. minutes maybe home to the North Side. When we got in the car, we would get on Lakeshore Drive. By the time we got off Lakeshore Drive to where we'd spit out to the North Side on Hollywood Avenue, we were driving down Sheridan Road, and our first thing that we needed to do was start praying for a parking spot. Mm-hmm. My mom would seriously be like, okay, okay, wake up, guys. We got to pray for a parking spot. And, like, we had another 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But we were like, Lord Jesus, in your name, please give us a parking spot. And, and I'm not kidding. Like, it, like, legit. And we would get a parking spot. And then there were some Sundays if we were all be asleep, my mom couldn't wake us up. And, like, we couldn't find a parking spot. She's like, because y'all was asleep. There weren't, enough, there weren't enough calls to happen for a parking spot. I'm not, I am not kidding you, Shannon. So, yes, there's more parking on the south side. I am a north side. Like, through and through. This movie, though, is a love letter to the south side. Mm-hmm. So much so, the Sox use the Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to the south side. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like they're... <laughs> like, you know, some of their merchandise and things like that. For those of you who don't know, in Chicago, we have two baseball teams. Mm-hmm. We have the North Siders, they're Chicago Cubs, and on the South Side, we have the Sox. Go Sox. And so, Shannon's a whole Sox fan. Mm-hmm. Today, when I loaded your dishwasher, I touched a Sox cup, and yeah. I was not okay with that. I'm sure it was the best thing. It was like, no, you. thank you. I needed to wipe my hands on my Cubs mm-hmm. mask. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But You're that's, in my house right I know now. I'm in your house right now because there's sock stuff all over the place mm-hmm. in this house. Mm-hmm. When you come to my house, mm-hmm. when I ever have a house that I, it's not paid for by Moose Heart, <laughs> you will see cup stuff everywhere. Sure I will. But it's so funny. I live in the Wisconsin home sponsored by the Wisconsin Moose. Mm-hmm. So you will not see. There better be some Brewers stuff up in there. Yeah. 
I love going to Brewers Here's Stadium. Me. I don't mind. I like those it's games. Such a great stadium. But I gotta tell you, it's funny. This counts because Milwaukee is. You can see the Milwaukee skyline in the movie, but. <laughs> It's only an hour north of Chicago. The only thing that hurts in this house is that I walk past a bulletin board that is yellow and green Mm. for the Packers. And Mm. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm changing that bulletin board this year. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't do it. Like, I can't. Mm -hmm. Like... Not, like not it in hurts, Aurora, like Illinois. Like my skin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, like get that out. Of, like get those cheese heads out. I need to get the cheese heads out of there. We love all our Wisconsin listeners. Oh, we love you so we much. Will fight you we about love the you. Packers. We will. We will fight you about the Packers in a good Christian holy in a, way. The most holy, <laughs> the holiest, like Sister Mary Stigmata holy way. <laughs> but um, so, but that's what I love about it. I love that it's a love letter to Southside, mm-hmm. and they do a really good job. Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. John Belushi. <laughs> I love how you put because I keep, Jim. I keep saying Jim. Jim and that's not right. Different, different Chicago movie. Mm-hmm. Curly Sue also mm-hmm. love it. Maybe we should talk about different that Belushi, one. Brother. Different Belushi. They even have really good Chicago, like South Side Chicago oh, yeah. accents. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about it. Like it's so funny. People talk about the Chicago accent. Um, some people that know me, they're like, "You sound like you're from Chicago." I was like, "Right, right, I mm-hmm. do." And other people are like, "You don't sound like you're from Chicago." Mm-hmm. And I go, "That's because that the accent so. you hear mm-hmm. is that." Italian sausage mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know what I mean da bears broad. like broad, like all those things mm-hmm. that you hear you hear that ma ma <laughs> I have the math. I have it hard. I was like, mm-hmm. I have the math. I have the stop sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just said Chicago White Sox. Conference. Like, conference. Yeah, like I Practice. have. Right? <laughs> so like I have that, but I don't have all of it. That's mm-hmm. because my accent is Northside Chicago, mm-hmm. and that's a different, it's a different it. dialect. Like it's a weird, it's weird, it's like a hodgepodge of. It's the yuppies. It's the yuppies. That's what it is because they're all from Ohio. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's real. Shout out to Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to the Ohio all transplants, all, all the Midwest listeners. So that's what I really love about it because Chicago South Side gets a really bad rap. It's a wonderful like, place. It is. The South Side is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's where all the historical, like, right on the lake like shore. Mm-hmm. That's where we're gonna actually talk about that in a little bit. But like, that's mm-hmm. where all the historical stuff mm-hmm. is on the South Side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's not World's much fair, like. On the north side, there's not very much historical. No, if you want those historical stuff, it's like, Evanston. Yeah. And that's not a Chicago lot of people anymore. on top of each other. Like they were from the beginning. And that's why there was and a giant fire. That's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. They are the That reason. was all the north side, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mrs. O'Leary's cow. Really <laughs> Chicago history lesson. Nobody thought they were getting this. <laughs> right? But hey, hey, it's, it is the best Chicago movie. It really mm-hmm. is. Even though there are some really good ones. In the 80s, the 80s had the best Chicago movies. Mm, I'm not fair. like, fight me. They did. Because yeah. they had 80s had Curly Sue. They had Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, love that They one. had Blues Brothers. They have parts of Chicago that no longer exist. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. There are parts of Chicago that don't exist anymore that are in these movies. Mm-hmm. And that is beautiful. I saw it for the first time when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. And that's it's when like the movie was four years old. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. <laughs> so what about you, Shannon? What did you like about the movie? Um, I just love the silliness of this movie. Of course, the music. Like, the music makes it. And the cameos are amazing. I mean, like... Not only like star studded, but if you look at that, these are like the great rhythm and blues singers of all time. You know, like people who shaped black culture, people who gave us such beautiful music and such wonderful mm-hmm. like depth and breath of you yeah. know, their repertoire. Like it's just it's wonderful. 
I also love that the plot is so ridiculous. Oh, like it's amazing. we get out of prison and then the nuns are like beating us and saying like, get, save us, give right. our money. <laughs> like, help us. But also help like, you know, like classic sort of good and evil. Like mm-hmm. these people are kicking out the orphans and the nuns. Like, and then you've got the Nazis who show up eventually. And <laughs> having, right? You know, having Seriously. rallies. Um, and it's just, it's just so fun and so ridiculous. Even though, like, not much happens, quote-unquote, right? There's no, like, big character arc change or things like that. It's so fast-paced that, like, the comedy hits so well. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much fun till you get to the end and that final scene with the concert. It could have really fizzled out, like, some of those other sketch movies that we've seen from SNL where, like, mm-hmm. the... You know, it's funny, 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 and then the ending doesn't quite live up right. to it. And yeah. Then, um, but it just, like, it t- wraps it all up and makes it, you know, this wonderful, like, celebration of music and of good, mm-hmm. heartfelt things um, and people trying to do good. I feel like we don't necessarily get the same kind of feel-good movies that we got in the 80s. And some of that's good, right? Like, some of the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s movies really, like waxed over some real issues in yeah. America. But at the same time, like I was gonna talk about, yeah. everybody in this movie is trying to do good things. They may not be great people, but they're trying to like really mm-hmm. do good things. And um, except for the Nazis, because they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just to clarify, we want to make it very clear on Nazis this podcast. Are, this is not a pro-Nazi podcast. This is an anti-Nazi podcast, yeah. just so you know. Just um, want to be very clear about that. Yeah, no, it's just, um, it really is a celebration of, like, fun and music and all of the things that we love about Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and none of the things that make it drag. Right. So. No, they, like, they, mm-hmm. you're right, they hit it. Um, really quick, Return to Me, also an amazing Chicago yeah, movie. That was in the covered. 90s, and we have covered it, yeah. and Jim Belushi's in that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm just saying. Yes. Um, so, because the point I was going to make is that they gloss over a lot of the issues that were in that time. Yeah. But Dan Aykroyd made sure that Shaka Khan, James Brown, all the black people, all the artists in the movie, that they weren't just one note. Mm-hmm. Right? He actually gave them characters and mm-hmm. he insisted that they have lines. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were in the movie. Mm-hmm. They weren't there for the white gaze. They mm-hmm. weren't there to be entertained. Um, and just sing their songs. And, and then sing their songs mm-hmm. and leave. And that was a huge reason why it didn't do super great at the box office, too, was because they actually really, um, in a lot of the meetings where they're trying to put into movie houses, they faced a lot of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and white movie houses were like, no, we don't want black theater goers coming to our movie houses. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have as many, it didn't open as wide of a release mm-hmm. as it could have. Mm-hmm. People, they didn't explicitly say that, but that was what happened. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because Jake and Elwood Blues most likely would have been racist. Not in the way that they think they would have been racist, in the yeah. way that people are learning that racism exists. Like, racism doesn't yeah. have to just be white hood, confederate yeah. flag. Yeah. It can be in the way that you interact, the way yeah. that you think, like how you make decisions based on people mm-hmm. of color. There would have been some, some color issues. There would have been some absorbed... Thank you. Okay, because I was saying they wouldn't be like, they would just be flat out racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there would have been that. Mm-hmm. But they were raised in an orphanage. Like, they were friends with mm-hmm. all these black mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They love the blues. They love the blues. 
blues. You gotta be around black people. They just love the blues. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. But like, but if their life would have been different had they not been in that setting, Mm -hmm. they would have had a completely different upbringing. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just me being real. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to assign racism to everyone. It's 1980. Like, it's 1980. We're trying. The 90, the racism didn't die until the 90s, Shannon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, it was totally dead. It was totally dead. Right? Like, where, did, where is it coming from now? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's like resurrected. It's, it was the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like people didn't think they were racist, but they still had. There was still a lot There's of work still a lot of work that needed to be done. But clearly, Dan Aykroyd was like, I'm on top of this. We're not going to make a black character. It was just really great. He wasn't mm-hmm. making them one note. They all got lines. They were super. They were friends with all the black people. Mm-hmm. So, so Shannon, you are the host today since you started without me. What? <laughs> I see how this is. You think I can't do it? You think I'm the serious one? <laughs> Maybe just a little. You are the serious one. I'm the Mary. All right. So, in addition to this ridiculous plot and this ridiculous podcast. There are some amazing show-stopping musical numbers. I mean, I'm pretty sure this movie was just made where they went, let's just see how many famous people we can get to sing. (laughs) Because they got them all. Um, Marcia, what are two of your favorite songs or or musical moments in this movie? It's so funny because I couldn't remember the name of the musical number. But the church, Mm -hmm. Old Landmark. James Brown. James Brown, Shaka Khan in the choir, what? Um, so when i was a little kid uh i went to church at my grandmother my uh my reverend bates who's my grandfather (laughs) but uh, i called him reverend bates (laughs) because he was his church um they had a church and it was laid out very much like the church in the blues brothers and so i was four when i saw it and after that moment, I fully expected that to happen mm-hmm. at church. Like everything, like, like everyone would start singing. I would start doing a choreographed fan dance mm-hmm. in my brightly colored clothes yeah. as a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Or I would pass out on the pew and maybe it happened while I was sleeping. Mm. So you missed it. <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. That's what happens. Um, but I bet so you can clap on two and four. I, I sure can. <laughs> uh, so that one is for sure. But like every other... Mm-hmm. Every other number is great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just great. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, I have two. One, I love. I love Minnie the Moocher. I don't know why that sticks out to me, but like I was a little kid when the first time I saw this with my parents, and I just love. I think it's just as a kid, like the uniqueness of his voice, and I love the call and response. I always love call and response songs. Like I still do. It's ingrained in you. Yeah, it's all your blackness. Yeah, it's, just it's just all my blackness. We kind of do in church all the time. We're chanting all the time in church. <laughs> um, just love that and, you know, that they're stalling for time and you're kind of cutting back and forth between this really fun mm-hmm. number that was filmed live with a real audience and to, like, all the shenanigans that they're going on. Um, but my like favorite... shenanigans here. My favorite favorite is Aretha singing Respect in the Diner because, like, it's yes. a great song. It's yes. Aretha, but also like I have been in that di- not that specific diner, but like that diner in the city mm-hmm. where they're just slinging hash. Yeah. Um, and like I couldn't name to you any of the diners I've ever been in. I could tell you probably where they were on a cross mm-hmm. street if they were by X Theater, Y, whatever. 
but I have been in that. And, you know, even in my head, even though probably this is not even in the movie, it's like they got a poster of Malcolm X and they got a poster of, like, yeah. you know, um, Martin Luther King. Under the King. And there's going to be like, Marcus you Garvey. know, like somebody. All of it. Uh, you know, there's just going to be all these things. Yeah. It's in my head exactly how that diner's going to be and exactly how the food's going to taste. And there's going to be bacon just frying and Marcia can't eat it but I will Um, (laughs) and there's going to be some greens and there's going to be maybe a gizzard on the menu I'm not going to eat it but but it'll be there it's it's a a big ham steak so a funny story about that scene so apparently Mm -hmm. when that scene was on and I was watching I remember when I watched this movie I was in the upstairs bedroom in my grandmother's house nanny's house shout out to nanny always it was in my uncle's bedroom we watched his little tv and I was watching it with my mom or whatever and Aretha was in the diner scene and my grandma she's always been like a heavier set woman and she was cooking and my memories of my grandmother stand at the stove cooking I remember mm-hmm. like nanny and they're like that's not nanny <laughs> on the screen like and so like <laughs> so for a while for a while like, it got this joke that like I thought nanny was Aretha Franklin like and I didn't know this like I was told this later like but as I don't remember that but I, rem- I remember the first I was four but I yeah you're that's like the perfect impressionable per- age to yes and sure. so it was a whole thing but yeah so I was like nanny I was like no, that is not Nanny. <laughs> My mother's not Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't know who Aretha Franklin was. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, you just thought she was the lady in the movie. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't. Who the hell I know Aretha Franklin? Mm-hmm. So, oh, what a great song. What a great movie. We talked already a lot about Chicago, but there's a couple places that we definitely uh, wanted to point out for all of our Chicago fans. Yes. Well, first, some of the scenes, they were in Joliet, so the prison that's no longer mm-hmm. there. Nope. I think they used to have a haunted house now mm-hmm. that's on the way to the Diocese of Joliet mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I used to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to work for the Diocese of Joliet. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to the Diocese of The DOJ. The Ooh. DOJ by the DOJ. <laughs> And another one they use, it's so open, it's still a pretty open suburb. In Illinois, there's a suburb called Wakanda. Wakanda. I think we talked about this in our very first episode of this podcast. Because people were calling Wakanda asking for the vibranium. Rest in peace. Rest rest in peace, Tamika. That was difficult. It was difficult. It was hard. It was hard. It was a hard day. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Like Wakanda, Illinois, forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Lives on in this movie. Two of the locations were huge for my childhood because I have a Southside family. Mm-hmm. Like we're a Southside family. So the bridge on 95th Street, they mm-hmm. filmed there. So the Jay's Potato Ship Factory mm-hmm. is by there. Delicious. And it's like, it's amazing. Or was. I'm not sure if it's still. I think mm-hmm. it's a was. Mm-hmm. Um, Vintners. All those factories mm-hmm. are all yep. in that area. You can get the best fish and chips at 95th under the bridge. The best fish and chips. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, the ones that you get, like, in the bag, open the bag, mm-hmm. sprinkle the vinegar, eat the fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Which is the first time I had fish and chips was on that bridge mm-hmm. in my grandmother's Cadillac. Yes. <laughs> like, no, like, she had a beige Cadillac. It was boat. Amazing. It was Betty. Um, my dad still won't buy a Cadillac. He's like, no, that's the old man's <laughs> No, it's seriously. And oh, like, that beige Cadillac. Dude. It's a nice car. Nope. It really is. Like all of my my sister and my cousins, we all fit in the back seat of it. Mm-hmm. Like all mm-hmm. four of us going anywhere. The four seat boats. All four of us fit in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> 
said. I said we all fit. Yeah. I, that's what I said. I said we all fit. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. Like, Nini. I said what I said. Um, and then the next one at the finale at the Palace Ballroom, Ballroom is actually the South Shore Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. We all used to call that the Country Club. That's mm-hmm. what we all call it. We all call it the Country Club. And that's actually in the summer, like maybe three or four times a week, my cousins and I would walk down. It was... Mm-hmm. walking distance from my house mm-hmm. maybe it was like a mile and a half but we would go to the beach there mm-hmm. all summer long there was a huge summer memories to mm-hmm. us my cousin got married there awesome. i actually spoke there once like presented in like a for a conference like do you know what i mean nice. like it's just there's so many memories attached to the south shore cultural center mm-hmm. that we call the country club i didn't know it was called the south shore cultural center <laughs> until i was an adult and i had to go there we for like, something and i was like where is this i'm like there's a cultural center in south shore I didn't know. I didn't know. And then they told me the address and I was going. I was like, oh, the country club? I don't think it was really a country club. But that's what we called it. When I was a kid, we drove by some apartments. And because, like, in my life, I had never lived in an apartment. I was very lucky. I asked my mom what they were. And she's like, well, that's where people live when they don't have a house. Like, trying to explain it to a four-year-old. So I just thought, like, apartments were where homeless people live. Well, I was, I've been pretty homeless then, Shannon. <laughs> Till then I lived in quite a few apartments. Uh, right. <laughs> it's all, it was all pretty cool. So just, it was just my childhood, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I realized that now as an adult, when I saw it, when I was four, I didn't know about the Culture Country Club or the mm-hmm. fish and chips and mm-hmm. the back of my grandma's Cadillac and um, things like that. Like, seriously, this movie is just so happy to me. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so now we are going to share one favorite scene from the movie. Because, like, yeah, we have our favorite songs, but, like, that's separate. Like, what's one of your favorite scenes? So, I really love that car chase. That, like, that car chase is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because I don't remember loving it as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure I was doing something else. But as an adult, it was like, whoa, this is crazy. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. What is this car chase? And I, of course, because... I did all my research. Mm-hmm. Like when it's happening, I realized like they got permission to film themselves like driving through the Daily Center, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, the mall. It was the Dixie Dixie something mall. I can't remember the name of the mall, but it was in Harvey, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So that land is there. The mall's gone. They drove through that mall, through all the things. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I watched this as an adult, and I go. Was that in River Oaks Mall? So River Oaks is another mall mm-hmm. on the south side of Chicago. And I remember thinking, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. And, like, the car chase was amazing. And it was all real. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, here's the thing about this car chase, Shannon. You can be super excited about Fast and the Furious movies all day long. And I know I know that they are exciting because what am I doing for life? Raising teenage boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they watch a lot of them. They watch all as exciting as it looks, mm-hmm. it cannot compare to the fact that it was real life. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just real life. And then they drove out of Oprah's uh Right, yeah. <laughs> like, and it, like, before she was like... Before she lived there. Before she was, but you know, it was no. the, ra- the round of apartment buildings. Right, but mm-hmm. like, you cannot compare this car chase. Mm-hmm. The pile up, all the things... Shannon, it's kind of amazing. And I appreciate it as an adult. Mm -hmm. You know, I was for sure the car chasing. Yeah, mine is kind of related. I love Carrie Fisher. She was so great. She's so great in this movie. I mean, Woman scorned everybody. Yeah, and like this is post-Star Wars, right? Like this is right after, Mm -hmm. really. You know, she's like Mm -hmm. the beautiful actress, right? That everyone's like, man, Princess Leia, right? Mm -hmm. And to see her... 
just being so funny and crass and angry. And then she gets the rocket launcher. That rocket launcher <laughs> is the rocket launcher for me, girl. Like, <laughs> she just, like, where does she get this? How does she get this? What is happening? She got from the Nazis. We are an anti-Nazi podcast. Yes. <laughs> So, Actually, you know I'm what? Never go in league with the Nazis. I think we've proved that by yes. history. But, um, <laughs> but also, where did she really get that rocket launcher? <laughs> also, really where? And she's just willing to use it on Because she's mad. Because she's mad. But also, I understand that. <laughs> I have felt that. Okay? I, felt, I mean, thank the Lord for Jesus mm-hmm. that scorned women do not have access to rocket launchers. <laughs> Because sometimes we're not thinking, girl. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like, you know what, though? I'm this mad. Not a jury will convict me. They will. They will. Because you've got to wrap <laughs> But in that from, some from somewhere. I love how we've just decided to make that headcanon. <laughs> it's headcanon now. That's where she's got it. It's canon. I don't know. That we just made up that backstory. There it is. All right, so to wrap up our very long discussion, one lesson we learned. Mine, I think we've cleared this based on our headcanon. Nazis are bad. Don't let them march through (laughs) your suburbs. Get rid of them. Get them out of here. I just want to say that Shannon did not just learn that from the blue. (laughs) At least I hope that she maybe did it. I learned it from history. Okay, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. It may have started the Blues Brothers. I want to be clear, Mm -hmm. but she relearned it. It reinforced your learning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just confirmed Confirmed. what I already know. Yes, validated. Uh, Nazis are bad. (laughs) They are bad. Let's get rid of them. Yes, exactly. No Nazis. I learned that if I ever fall on hard times, Mm -hmm. um, that I can convince any of my boys to come and raise money and to pull together a concert for me <laughs> to save the house. <laughs> hey, Sister Mary Stigmata. She, like, she made it happen. What a name. It's like the best. It shows you that the bishops and the Vatican, the Vatican has a they sense of humor. Because the fact that her name was Sister Mary the Penguin <laughs> Stigmata. But um, I learned that I just have to keep, you know, pushing my boys, keep them on the right path so that they can. Save me mm-hmm. from they can get the band house. back together. Yeah, they can get the band exactly. Especially one of my boys who just graduated texted me and was like, "Can I have the Netflix password?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "Can I have our Netflix password?" I go, "Our, Mm-mm. our Netflix? <laughs> who? You're not involved." In I was thing. like, "You're not involved. You're our, our, our." So he is beholden to me now. <laughs> I did. He wanted to watch the fifth season of Luther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's understandable. Understandable, man. Right. <laughs> And now, it's our favorite time of the podcast. Yay! Now that you've listened to an excessive amount of us talking about Chicago Nazis and <laughs> Catholic possibly <Church>. Catholics. Uh, <laughs> we have some simple gifts to yes. offer you to place before the altar in appreciation and gratitude. So, Marcia, I'm going to go first because mine aren't that exciting. <laughs> Um, I'm going to offer libraries. I have been reading through book series at an extremely fast rate. Um, I'm not trying to brag. I just read really fast because I spent... <laughs> That's quite a flex there, yeah. Shannon. I mean, I just read fast. That billboard, I read it already. So <laughs> <laughs> read really fast. After two degrees in liberal arts where I had to read hundreds of pages a night, oh, I yeah. just like, you, you, you read. So like, I need to consume... There's the flex. After two degrees. Two degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so 
name on the back of my jersey. Actually, it's Barry Sanders on the back of my jersey today, which is saying something because we do not rep the Detroit Lions in Chicago. So, Barry Sanders. <laughs> Shout out to you. Um, but I go through books, especially like light reading books, really quickly. And I cannot buy books at the rate at which I read them. Mm-hmm. So libraries are great. And also, like, I walk into a library and I feel joy. And, like, I think that's, you know, my mother would take us when we were little and we could pick books and we could read them. And, like, the library is a happy, safe place. And it still is. Yes. It's great. So go to the library. Patronize it. You pay for it. You pay for it. They do amazing things. You can get all sorts of books. Mm -hmm. You can even ask them to buy books for the library if you want one. Yeah. I have a book that's not on the shelf that I'm going to ask them to buy because I want to read it. Then also, I am recommending Extra Toasty Cheez-Its. Uh, so they have Cheez-Its, right? Regular old mm-hmm. Cheez-Its. These are Cheez-Its that have been baked a little longer and have a little char on them. Kind of like good barbecue. Ooh. Yeah, They're a little bit crispier, and they just have that nice little oh my like, gosh. taste. Extra Toasty Cheez-Its. I'm going to add that to my mm-hmm. Walmart order. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all Target. You know, any of your or local Target. green grocers. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, you know, I don't like I to don't go know about stores. Whole Foods because they seem to not have real stuff. Mm-mm. They have Whole Foods stuff. Mm-hmm. It's Cheez Everyone loves Cheez Cheez are amazing. Delicious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Extra toasty. Do okay. it. Awesome. Marcia, you have amazing things. Please share them with us. First one is something that you and I did tonight. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty great. And if you follow me on Instagram and you saw our post from September 2nd, 2020, mm-hmm. you would have seen that we had you probably a socially... You probably had a seizure. You probably had a seizure <laughs> because it was like legit a club up in here. It was a socially distant 90s kitchen dance party. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we had. Shannon just basically, I was sitting at the table and she said, Alexa, play 90s music. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And we got, there was the running man was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the videos, Shannon was legit doing calisthenics with which mm-hmm. was huge in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we had Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. Yeah, all of it. Karaoke. Vanilla was Ice. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it? Ice Ice Baby that was playing when we were doing Running Man? Coolio. We had, we had Coolio. We had MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. We like, it was. And we talked guys, about Rick James. We talked, we, yes. And yesterday was leg day for me, and I should not have been moving because mm-hmm. I was like, forget it, I'm just going to take a break. I closed all my rings on my Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It was a very exciting See, moment. So socially distant 90s kitchen dance parties. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's one. So it could be junk science. It could be a fad. I don't care. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. But it could help. Blue light blocker glasses. Mm -hmm. So, hey, it sounds like it works. Mm -hmm. For people who don't know, well, they're glasses that you put on your face. All the panels, like, blocks the blue light. Because we spend so much time on our screens. Man, I could have used this at the beginning of coronavirus. We spend so much time on our screens that, like, it helps block some of that blue light so that you're able to sleep better. Get that melatonin. Get that melatonin, like, all that going. You know, things like that. Because it's really hard sometimes. Like, going to bed, I try to do an hour, but usually it's only, like, 15, maybe 20 minutes of no more screen so I can get my body Mm -hmm. rested. And the other night, I didn't. I was, like, watching something on my screen. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I put my screen down. I turned my glasses off. And I was in bed. Oh, nice. I was like, oh, maybe I was just a bit tired. Light, but. light glasses. So, and they sell them. At, they sell them everywhere now. Mm-hmm. That's how you know they're catching on because you, they, you might you might be able to buy them at the dollar store soon. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But, um, but you get them at Target. A New Day, the Target brand, they sell them. They're fifteen dollars. Um, they also have other brands. They have them in reading glasses now too. 
Mm-hmm. I have them on my prescription. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, anywhere, I think from like $10 even up to like, you know, like 85 because apparently that's so weird. Like it's Somebody's so got to be fancy. Someone's got to be fancy. But it's okay. I'm cute it's enough. Bougie. So, right? And, yeah. I'm, and I know I'm bougie, but mm-hmm. I, $15 of blue light blocker glasses are fine for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also... There's a new podcast that I found out from Sort of Awesome Podcast, mm-hmm. which I feel that podcast is a whole offertory on its mm-hmm. own. We love you, Meg. <laughs> we love you, Meg. Yeah, shout out to Meg. The Lazy Genius Podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Kendra Adachi. It is a great podcast. Mm-hmm. I've gotten so many great tips. I'm understanding a lot of things better the way I do things. It's really a lot about like doing what's important to you mm-hmm. and not find me a particular way that you think that you should do something or you have to do something. One thing that she just put me on was 17 minute naps. Um, It's the episode that just came out recently. So like by this time, a couple weeks back, but she talked about 17 minute naps about how she puts on a white noise, her white noise app. She sets a timer for 17 minutes and she doesn't necessarily need to fall asleep, but everything is dark. She gets quiet. She lays down. Mm -hmm. She rests her body in the middle of the day. Like when she's like, when you feel like you need that mm-hmm. time and 17 minutes, she's like, she doesn't always fall asleep, but she usually does. Mm-hmm. And it's just her quiet time. And then by the time the alarm goes off, like you're like, you're, and it's seriously like I've done it. I did it three days this week. I would lay on my couch, turn on my white noise machine, set my timer. And it was real. It was perfect. I didn't like wake up like Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance. You guys have seen that meme where that guy is like waking up out of bed. You know what I mean, y'all. Lazy Genius Podcast. All the things. I love being lazy. Right? And smart. What a great effort we've had here today. Way to kick off season six. Season six. Bum, bum, bum. Six. that wraps up our show for today thank you so much for joining us we'd like to say thank you to John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd and Saturday Night Live for creating these wonderful characters we'd like to say thank you to all the nuns who scare us into good behavior but really no because you take care of us and you're wonderful thank you for your time and service to the church thank you to all the rotisserie chickens out there and the makers of Wonder Bread Thank you to Jazar for Seas of Mars, who gave us our theme song that you heard in the beginning of this podcast. Thank you all for coming out tonight. We really appreciate you being here. We cannot do this alone. We need everybody. We need you, you, you. You, and you. All of you. And we look forward to seeing you all again next week when we talk about women in the church with our special guest, friend, graphic designer, and podcaster, Rocky McCormick. We cannot wait to get to that episode with you all. So we look forward to talking to you then. Until then, take care of yourselves, and good night, Chicago. (laughs) Good night.